The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk to Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That's right. Uh, coming up on Saturday, May 7th, 80s WrestleCon in Morristown, New Jersey. Part of what we're going to see then is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And we talk him to him for a first time ever right here on Busted Open. Also, it's The Rock's birthday. Happy birthday to The Rock. 50 years old. And what way to celebrate? With my top five matches of all time for The Rock right now on the Busted Open Podcast. <laughs> 80s WrestleCon is back. That's right. 80s WrestleCon is taking place at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey, coming up this Saturday, May 7th. And somebody who's going to be a part of that show on the 7th. And I believe for a first time ever here on Busted Open, we bring in 80s legend, and of course, somebody that has definitely been a part of our lives throughout the years, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Sir, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Living the dream down here in Florida. Dude, he's got the scissors. I can use a bit of a trim, so maybe I can ask <laughs> Brutus at the Men in Sports Arena on Saturday for a little bit of a trim, Brutus. What do you think? Uh, sounds good, brother. I'm having trouble. I'm not seeing you here. I'm only seeing myself on this video call. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. That's all right. You don't want to see me on a Monday morning, Brutus, anyway. <laughs> Believe me. I, I just talked to myself then. <laughs> Brutus, do you still enjoy getting out there and doing events and meeting and greeting with fans? Uh, does it still do it for you? Absolutely, brother. I'm out there all the time. If I was going out there and I didn't like it, I'd, I'd be a twisted, sick individual, man. <laughs> I love it. The fans, I, I love meeting the fans. I've had better support, more support from fans in, in recent years than I ever had. It just keeps, it's a growing, it's a sensation, man. It's crazy. Why, why do you think you have uh, better support or even a, a gr you know growing fan base over the past couple of years? Because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> no, but you well, know, you know we, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, there's just been uh, 
recently some things happening and somebody over there is making noise. And, I'm uh, trying to send them <laughs> your new theme music. The, uh, uh, you know, the A&E specials, the stuff, the new, the new, I'm in new games. They keep making new action figures and merchandise and stuff. And, uh, you know, and the, the people really are into the 80s stuff more than ever from what I can see out there. Uh, and, you know, it's there, there you go. Brutus, do you remember the day you knew you wanted to be a pro wrestler? There, that day, there was never a day. <laughs> there was never a day. No, not that I, I, I went, watched wrestling when I was a kid. Uh, Hulk Hogan used to be in the same crowd watching too. Um, we, we collided and, and we're working out together in the gym with a bunch of his friends. Um, he tried to persuade them all to go. Nobody, you know, had the cojones to uh, make a move like that. Uh, me, I was wild and crazy guy. <laughs> and uh, so I went for it. It, it wasn't just like you're going to be a wrestler. It's like, all right, come on, kid, you're going to be a wrestler. I'm like, I'm going to be a wrestler? He's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then, you know, we did. Wow. You know, Brutus, you just mentioned about the 80s and how there really is that nostalgia with the 80s and wrestling fans. Obviously, this weekend, there's going to be a big WrestleCon all about the 80s, 80s WrestleCon. What is it about the 80s and that specific era of pro wrestling that still resonates with fans in 2022? I would have to say, my opinion, uh, that it was the wrestlers themselves who had such diversified uh, personalities you had with actual personalities you had 20 30 guys who, who could all wrestle unbelievably well but they could also talk and they had a personality on uh, on tv and you know and they they knew uh ring psychology they connected with the people in in the stands and the people in the stands connected with them it was a there was a, a real establishment of uh, thing going on. The, the people just love to be involved, to be part of that show. And the 80s guys knew how to make that happen. Brutus, one of the things that we always talk about or I bring up on the show is how a lot of the wrestlers that you see today, fans are responding to the move and not to the wrestler. You always want the fan to respond to the wrestler and not the move because any wrestler could do any move and it doesn't matter. Take yourself for it. Would you have considered yourself a great wrestler? I missed that question, brother. How would, would, did, do you, did you consider yourself like a great pro wrestler? Like, were you a wrestling technician in the ring? Were you a catch as catch can? No, you were a great personality, right? Exactly. I, that that, that uh, whole, you know, Bret Hart, the technician's thing. Hey, that worked for him. For me, the excitement and unpredictability of Brutus Beefcake is what drew the fans in in droves. They just loved that unpredictable uh, amount of you know action happening. This you never figure out. I always wore I wore the different outfit every time I went to the ring for years on end. That in itself was something that had never been done before. It's never been done since. And, you know, I love the way that you got introduced to the WWF crowd. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, you came to the WWF right around that boom period of 1984. Luscious Johnny, 
uh, was your manager. They had vignettes. They had you on on TNT. They did a great job of introducing you to the crowd before you even got into the ring and wrestled. Well, like I said, yeah, it was. It's different. They they brought me in and and I walked around the ring and then you had like kind of the managers were all like kind of vying and trying to bid a bidding war to see who was going to be the one to to represent Bruce Beefcake. And uh, yeah, they, I'd never seen him do anything remotely like that before. So yeah, there was just a, with me, it was just a lot of things happening there that had never happened before. And, and, and it all worked really well. Brutus, the, the curtain has been pulled back on wrestling for a long time now. And we always try to discuss it in a very respectable way. Um, most of the stuff that you see today between wrestlers is very choreographed. Most of the stuff is discussed beforehand, and then they go out there and execute. In your day, when you were wrestling in the in the 80s, since we're talking about the 80s, how much was discussed with your opponent that night? Or how little was discussed with your opponent that night? Very little was discussed. Uh, I wrestled perfect some, you know, uh, I mean, not so many times, but I wrestled Mr. Perfect and, and we, we didn't have to speak. I mean, there was just a connection there and we, we went in the ring and, and it was, you know, we're just, we're dancing, you know, we were doing the dance in there and just talking about two guys who are just in control, just so calm out there, not nervous, not anything, not trying to go overboard to, to steal the spotlight from the other guy and blah, 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 blah. They, you, you're talking about two guys, all of it, they, their sole purpose out there was to entertain that crowd, was to get those people standing on their feet. It's very interesting. You said you, were, you went out there and you didn't try to out steal the show from the other guy. Why weren't you trying to steal the show from the other guy? Didn't need to. Didn't need to. The guys in the 80s, were selfless in that in that manner. They there was a, a, a code, an unwritten code. Okay, I'm giving you my body out there, my livelihood, my life. I'm putting my life in your hands out there, and you're putting your life in my hands. And so there was great respect for the guys. And 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 so in that manner, you respect the other guys. So you you at all costs. You protected the other guy, and he f was that way uh, with you and everything. So the guys, I mean, obviously we had injuries. We had, I, we got guys, you had Andre the Giant weighed 600 plus pounds. Big John Studd, a seven foot tall guy who, who weighed 400 pounds. Massive, huge guys. There wasn't a lot of flip flopping, flying around, twirly, literally twirling off the through the rope stuff happened and sliding underneath the rope and, and hit somebody with your feet outside the ring. There was a lot of mostly in the ring. We kept it in the ring where the people could see it and witness everything that was going on. And they loved it. They let you know, the crowd let you know that they loved what you're doing in there. And that's, and that's why you just keep doing it. Uh, Brutus, before you came to the WWF, you wrestled in the territory area, you know, for a few years before, before moving on there in 1984, was there a favorite territory, favorite promoter that you liked working with early on? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, the first territory that uh, I went to, Hulk and I went to Pensacola, uh, Pensacola Florida, <clears throat> that was uh, run by the Fullers. Uh, Bob Armstrong uh, kind of helped out there. And, and that it, you worked at that uh, Northern Florida, Alabama, occasionally a Mississippi town or, or Georgia town. But that area and, and being in that beautiful Pensacola Beach, the white sands, the most beautiful water in the world, what a place to start. I was fortunate enough to go back a couple of times, live out on the beach. You know, wasn't really uh, concerned about how much money I was making. I just, it was just enjoying life and having so much fun and, and not being miserable out there. I mean, I did seven years basically really before I got to WWE paying my dues in every territory except Texas, pretty much in the country. So I moved around in order to try to get the maximum uh, amount of experience and ring time in and brush up against. Uh, in those days, the old timers used to actually help the guys and, and coach you and mentor you. And I have to say, if anything helped me, it was all that mentoring and the help that they gave, you know, that they gave me and encouragement and things like that. I mean, obviously there, there were some guys who are bitter and always jealous and I, I had some, a few injuries in the ring that were, you know, were pretty, pretty bad. And was, when I was in Louisiana, I got a, a real bad shoulder injury. A guy just purposely dropped me on my shoulder and he thought it was funny. And, but you know, I, I didn't look at the business. I didn't, I had an opportunity to walk away then, but I wouldn't quit because I was, you know, I knew that if I stuck with it, if I kept with it, long enough I, I was hoping that I would be able to break on through to the other side and and then that's exactly what finally did happen Brutus you talked about um how in the beginning in the early days like the first seven years or so when you were paying your dues it was more about having fun and not necessarily be about the money but this is the wrestling business. When did you learn or when did it click for you that business is business and longevity in this business you know, isn't for everybody and that the most important thing was to make as much money as you possibly could? Uh, yeah, those th that, didn't, that didn't really happen for me until I made it to the WWF uh, in those days it was called. Yeah, actually... I, br I brushed through the New York territory when, when Vince Senior was, you know, still there, and uh, and you know the, the WWWF it was actually called then, and um, you know I I got to see you know really how things worked and you know and I then I had to go back out and then really get a lot more. I knew I I really needed some more experience before I was going to try to inject myself into that. I could see what had happened with some younger guys who brought in and. And they just got jobbed out, and, and really that they were going to be useless to the to, to really be used as a top guy later later on. So I got got the heck out of there, and uh, to get more experience. And but I mean, once you get to the WWF and, and the WWE, now it's you know you you realize yeah you you, you know you're not going to be around forever. One bad fall out there that could be it. You know today could be the last day of your career. Um, so yeah, you're gonna try to grab as much as you can out there, put it, put it, socks them away for a rainy day. And I mean, I, I finished with 41 years of, of ring time. So uh, that's uh, definitely a longevity deal there. 
Uh, who came up with the uh, Brutus Beefcake character? Well, nobody really came up with it. They, uh, the name was come up, came up by Vin, uh, Vince's wife, uh, Melinda McMahon, who everybody knows. And uh, she had this idea. She had a name. And the name she thought of was Beefcake. And her idea of the character was more like a kind of a Mr. Fuji looking guy in a suit with a top hat and, and a, maybe a, a, a cane and, you know, walked out there. And, um, they really didn't have, they had no real direction for the, for the Beefcake character. So I went to, to the drawing board down in Florida. Hulk sent me to uh, his... Uh, guy that used to make clothes for his rock and roll band and this guy was super tuned in he made clothes for Cher and Jimi Hendrix and we we sat down and kind of brainstormed to figure out what we wanted to do he, he knew a lot about wrestling business and he was able to uh you know to come up with this uh outfits and this um and the spandex era I mean everybody in those days wore a, a pair of short trumps and a and boots and, and knee pads and maybe they had a little jacket or they had some kind of something they wore a t-shirt or something but it was pretty pretty dull and we were able to uh to really take it to, to a whole new level with Bruce Baby with a with a bow tie with rhinestones on it and, and armbands with metal in them and, and just every color every pattern every shape and you can even imagine that's that's what I wore in the ring and and, and the people responded well to it. Brutus, you've brought up Hulk's name twice in the interview so far. Uh, how is your relationship with the Hulkster these days? Oh, it's, it's all good. I mean, we, um, he has a lot going on his businesses and, you know, I, we don't live real, real close to each other. So, um, you know, we, uh, we don't get a lot of hangout time, but I'm hoping, you know, in, in the future, as things change a little bit, you know, I'm going to get more time to, to get back into, you know, and hang out with him and Jimmy Hart and some of the, some of the guys. Cool. Uh, are you looking forward to seeing anybody uh, on Saturday, May 7th uh, in Morristown for 80s WrestleCon? Uh, geez, I, you know, I know my wife was reading off the guys there. Um, I'm not sure of the list. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of your old friends. Um, WrestleMania. Jake Roberts, maybe. Jake, yeah. Jake, Greg Valentine. Oh, Greg, well, Greg and I see each other, you know, quite a bit. We, we do a lot of, uh, so doing a lot of dream team, uh, you know, signings, stuff like that. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, there's some new kids on, on the block that I've been watching, uh, you know, like uh, that kid from A&E Jungle Boy and yep. comes riding in on the guy's back. I mean, I, I think that's, that's great. You know, somebody daring to do something different, you know, and, and try to try to be a little different than the average bear, you know, so. Brutus, do you keep up with uh, wrestling today? Do you still watch WWE? You just mentioned Jungle Boy from AEW. Do you watch a lot? Uh, not a lot, but I do tune in from time to time. My my uh, grandson is a huge fan, loves all these guys and stuff. And, you know, he's running around the house with his Brutus beefcake uh, action figure. And, you know, now <laughs> so he comes cool. on. And he's got a little, he's got his little championship belt. And he, now they send me little, uh, little interviews he's doing now on, on Instagram and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's had a profound effect on my, uh, on my family and, and everything. And so, uh, yeah, I try to, you know, keep, a, a try to be up on as much as I can. 
you know, Brutus, you were part of the first ever WrestleMania. You faced David San Martino, and you mentioned Greg Valentine. You teamed with him uh, at WrestleMania three in front of ninety three thousand fans. Like, did you think that all these decades later we'd still have a WrestleMania? Oh yeah, no. I was, you know, after the after we had the first couple, the huge success that we had in in the, in the first three, four, five, and we just. The, the ball just kept snowballing, just kept getting bigger and bigger. And the momentum, I, I knew that was going to be something like the Super Bowl. It's going to be something they're going to always have. And, you know, the, to showcase their, you know, their, their best guys. And, and uh, you know, it, it'd be a missed opportunity if, if they didn't keep it going. I, I, and I'm sure that's, that was on their minds when they first started it, too. Well, again, again, 80s WrestleCon this weekend, Saturday, May 7th. I'll be there. I love 80s wrestling, so you know I'm going to be there. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking with you, Brutus, and thanks for the time. Again, that's at the Menin Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. There's going to be um, a meet and greet early on in the day, starting at 9 a.m. and until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then there's going to be a big show in the evening in the same venue. So can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to see the nation. And, and Brutus, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, you're welcome, brother. I will be strutting and cutting my way around the building. And I'll be there to meet all the fans. Come on out. And we're going to have a ball. We're going to the free haircuts. No problem. Many <laughs> I, as you need. I'm always there to uh, give him a free haircut. All right. Thanks, Brutus. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Tell them I sent your new um, theme oh, song via text My message. My wife sent the, the new uh, uh, Chris Jericho's band worked up a new guitar. version of my uh, of my theme oh, music. And it's, it's great. Yeah, his guitars. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. The Duke. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Now, was this just on or is it coming? No, on? we're live. We're live on oh, air right now. Radio radio. On, we're live on we're live wow. on Sirius XM. Thanks for listening. Bruce, All right, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce thank you. Live in person. All right, brother. Well, <laughs> we do it live here. I'm busted uh, open. Love, All right. I like the live stuff, you know, because uh, I got a brain. I can actually speak. You do. You do. Unfiltered. <laughs> I don't have All to right. read a paper. I don't have to rehearse it ten times. That's I can it. actually do it. Tremendous. All right. Thank you so much, Brutus. Thank you so much for the time. Oh, you're welcome, man. Hi, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. A little bit sad that the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror. It's one of my favorite things on the NFL calendar, but it gave us lots of new things to dive into on my podcast, the NFL Roadshow. Who got better? Whose picks left us scratching our heads? Which players do we need to put on our radar now for fantasy? It's a lot to digest, and we will do so with new episodes every Thursday for the rest of the offseason. So please join us, subscribe, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. 
Find now in store. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray. And I'm going to do my power rankings just a little bit different, Bully, because we're celebrating Rock's 50th birthday and happy birthday to The Rock, one of the greatest of all time. I got my top five matches. Bully, and, and this is cool, and this is the fun of talking about the history of pro wrestling. Your number one match, and your, it's not only your number one rock match, your number one WrestleMania match is not on my list. And I definitely want to hear from the Busted Open Nation when it comes to The Rock. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. I want to hear your top moments, your top matches when it comes to The Rock. And this first one, and it's my number five, is fairly recent. And you may remember it. It happened in Miami, Florida, and it's at number five. Oh, God. This is great. This is awesome. John Cena. It is electrifying. It is electrifying. It is the rock. Yeah, rock bottom. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. The rock has beaten John Cena. And it's to no surprise that the majority of my picks are from WrestleMania. What do we always say, Bully? The biggest come out at the biggest times. And The Rock's biggest matches were usually at WrestleMania. And this is one that's going to surprise a lot of people. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with it. But I'm telling you right now, please go back and watch it. The match between The Rock 
and Cena at WrestleMania 28 was absolutely fantastic. A great story. Bully, you talk about what your favorite, Rock and Hogan from WrestleMania 18, about the crowd. Look at that crowd and listen to that crowd on that match. It's great. People forget how great John Cena was, too. And he showed how great he was in that match. So at number five, I have The Rock and John Cena from WrestleMania 28. At number four, the one match that's not from WrestleMania. Mankind, your monkey ass says I quit. I quit. I quit. What? what? I quit. You he get said your it. monkey ass to the ring and award the champ. The Rock is the champion. Uh, and he was. The Rock becomes champion. The I quit match. With Mankind, Mankind walked in there as world champion, but it was Mankind that said, I quit, and The Rock becomes your new champion. And Bully, if you remember this match, this was really talked a lot about in the documentary Beyond the Mat, and it was brutal. And there's no way a match like that would ever happen in the WWE again, understandably, but man, what a great match that was between Mankind and The Rock in Anaheim, California at the Royal Rumble, 1999. Once again, we go back to WrestleMania, and up until this past WrestleMania, the last match from Stone Cold Steve Austin at number three. The third time the charge, big one! And finally, Bully the Rock was able to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is where, Bully, it gets muddy for me and my fandom kicks in, as you always say. And this is what these lists are all about, right? Your favorite matches, your favorite moments. It's about your fandom. I think one of the greatest feuds of all time was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You talk about two guys that had amazing chemistry together. It was Stone Cold and The Rock. And that turned out to be Stone Cold's last match. The Rock finally beat Stone Cold. I thought that was an amazing WrestleMania and definitely an amazing WrestleMania match. And you didn't even need the title on the line. But you needed it for my number two. And we go back to WrestleMania 15. Oh my God, it gives me goosebumps. And that was the beginning of what became a great trilogy of matches at WrestleMania. And, and Bully, that's The Rock. I mean, The Rock is, you know, one of the most popular superstars of all time. But listen to that ovation when the, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin beats The Rock. It, it still gives me goosebumps. And at number one, I think was their most epic confronta- confrontation. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. From Bully to me, without question, the greatest WrestleMania of all time in WrestleMania 17.
again, people will debate about that ending and why they did it. And obviously they reversed it later on because it wasn't the greatest decision on the face of the earth. But what a match from beginning to end. Fantastic. And again, I'm using some of my bias when it comes to The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. But my list for The Rock's greatest matches, Bully, at number five, a very underrated WrestleMania, WrestleMania 28 with Rock and Cena. That I quit match uh, from the Royal Rumble 99 between The Rock and Mankind. Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and maybe a lot of it has to do with the real-life story, Bully, that went into WrestleMania 19. The WrestleMania 15, and that finish still gives me goosebumps. And then, to me, it's not, it's not a debate. It's not a question. I, I think every wrestling fan will say, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17, and that main event between Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell of a list. It's your own personal list, so it's kind of hard for me yeah. to, you know, trash it, discuss it, or anything like that. But here's what I am going to do with your list. I'm throwing it out the window. Because any list that lists... The Rock's top matches that does not include, at least in the number five spot, Rock versus Hogan, is a bogus list, despite the fact that it is your own personal list. And, and how Bully, could you not include that match? Listen, it's a top five. So let's just put it at five. Let's put it last. Come on, man. Uh, how do you discredit? How do you discredit? the reaction of those 70,000 people or however many people it was at WrestleMania being as loud as they were from beginning to end for that match. Icon versus Icon. The, the, without a doubt, the reception, this is my personal greatest rock match, greatest matches from bell to bell. Those are my five. Bully, listen, Bully, I can't argue with you. What you're saying, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that agree with what you're saying. And, and and that's completely fine. It's not like you have your number one match of all time. It's your top five. And you're telling me that match doesn't even rank at five. What do you say? Oh, it would, it would have been number six. How, how this is where, this is where you prove to the nation what I've been saying for so long. And what's that? when it comes to your, when it comes to your, um, power rankings. Go You're ahead. a fraud. You're a fraud. Oh, that's not nice. You're a fraud. That's that's not nice. I'm not a fraud. If I was a fraud, wait, bully. If I was a fraud, I would have put that match on my list just because I knew you would come at me the way that you would or that the nation would. Then I would be a fraud. I this know exactly why. I know why you did not put that match in your top five because you knew it would piss me off and i'm not pissed i'm I, i'm 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 far from pissed i'm very much in control of my pissed off them or my anger right now but come on man you know what you just gave me an idea for a show though because you know and we've talked about this before that match wasn't the main event at wrestlemania 18 i think there was still what like two or three matches after that we could do a whole show 
on the greatest matches of all time that weren't the main event because that would definitely be one of them. Listen, you don't have to be in the main event to steal the show. And Rock and Rock and Hogan definitely stole that show yes. and they deserve. That if you I don't believe me, if you don't believe me, let's just ask the nation what they think about. They don't even have to call in. If you want to call in, great, call in. But yeah. do you believe, if you're listening right now, do you believe Rock versus Hogan deserves to be on LaGreca's top But, the, top but how five? can you say it deserves to be? It's my personal opinion, Bully. I, I, listen, I understand it's opinion. But how can you be a wrestling fan like yourself? And you're a fan of Hogan, and you're a fan of Rock. And no, not whoa, 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 whoa. I respect what Hogan did for pro wrestling, but I was never a fan of Hogan. I always used to call him Yellowfinger because of the foam Yellowfinger. Okay, fine. But you know what? I don't what? know. I, I have no idea how you don't put that match on top five. But you know what? On the same vein, really quick, and 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 I understand what you're saying, and I, I love the, the passion and love that you have for that match. But think about this, all right? Hogan Rock at WrestleMania 18 wasn't the main event. Speaking of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels which I believe was the greatest WrestleMania match of all time and is in my top 10 of greatest matches of all time, will be in my top five of greatest matches of all time, not the main event. Bully, the match that brought you, Tommy, Nunzio, you know, Little Guido and, and Mick Foley together, uh, Superfly Snooker and Don Morocco in a cage at Madison Square Garden, that wasn't the main event. On that show. A lot of the greatest matches of all time, if you think about it, not the main event. Especially some of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, not the main event. <coughs> TLC 2. <coughs> Bully? <laughs> B- Bully, I'll, I'll say this. Greatest WrestleMania of all time, yes or no? WrestleMania 17, greatest WrestleMania of all time. And what was the greatest match on WrestleMania 17? <laughs> If you watch the Broken Skull Sessions, you know. <laughs> and it wasn't the main event. Just saying. Just saying. 877 Hashtag just saying. <laughs> just just saying. Do you remember what the main event was in WrestleMania 18? Yes, it was Rock versus. Oh, oh of WrestleMania 18? Yes. Brock and Kurt. No. No? Oh, that must have been 19 then. Jericho and Triple H. Oh, okay. Do you, you remember go. do you remember what the main event for WrestleMania 25 was? No. It was Triple H and Randy Orton. Okay. Just saying Triple H was I, I don't have this I, I don't have this type of memory for, for wrestling. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.